Hi, it's Rainy G. Usually, this time of year, I do the 12 Days of Christmas podcasts, where I do one or two podcasts every day for the last 12 days before Christmas. But this year, obviously, um, I'm not doing that since it's already nine days before Christmas. And I haven't been on here since we had the elections in November. And that's because things are still a mess in our country and around the world. But our country is leading the way as far as messes go. Um, We did pick up six seats in the Senate and over 60 seats in the House uh, in the November elections. But that's not going to be enough to stop the runaway train. The lame duck Congress is doing its thing, led by Pelosi and Reid. We have not gotten rid of the two evil characters of not just Christmas, but the the year, the decade, um, maybe the whole future of America. But it is the Christmas season, and it's hard, isn't it, to stay angry and... Um, do the work that's necessary to try to save this country when Christmas is all around you. It's also hard to have Christmas for many people who have lost loved ones during the year, who have people over in Iraq or Afghanistan or or, uh, Korea or on ships out in many seas or wherever they may be. Um, Hard when you're alone, hard when you don't have any money to buy anybody anything because you believe that that proves your love. Um, It's just a hard time for everyone. And, And the new year comes right after it, and it's almost just as hard. But this one, Christmas, this holiday seems the hardest because we know that Christmas is supposed to be love. It's supposed to be surrounded by love. It means love. Um, it's a baby being born because of love, uh, love for humankind. And, and when we don't feel that love, whether that's coming from, uh, someone who has passed away, so we don't think we feel their love anymore, or from someone we're living with or related to who, who has gone into, a negative void of their own so we don't feel their love anymore or we're by ourselves and and we don't realize that we're never by ourselves that God is always with us so we don't feel the love anymore or when we have politicians doing their thing and caring only about themselves so that we don't feel the love coming from the people who, who are supposed to govern us or guide us or lead us so we get sad and we get lonely and the the holiday just gets harder and harder you don't have money in your pocket. I guess you don't feel love for something, but I'm not sure what it is. Because it, Christmas just, well, Christmas means love. So where does love come from? What is love? Um, a lot of people think love is protection or security or um, power, uh, sharing. You know, things like that. But those are actually the results of love. They aren't what love is. Love means to give. Love is giving. It's unconditional love. God gave us America unconditionally. Now, that doesn't mean condoning everything. It means unconditionally. That There's no judgment on how you go through what you need to go through to honor that gift. In other words... Um, we had a revolution to turn America 
into America. And there were people who were killed. There was fighting. There was war. Some people will say, but if you believe in God and Jesus, then you can't have a war. Well, God's warriors were there. Um, and throughout the Bible, there are many wars and many uh, warrior times, whether it's David versus Goliath or whatever, when people take up arms one way or another. They don't just turn the other cheek. Peace is better than war. It's the opposite of war. Uh, or war is the opposite of peace, but you need opposites to make things work and to move forward. You don't just have universal everything, peace and harmony, not in our world anyway. See, you know, in some religions, they talk about heaven and hell and purgatory, uh, especially in the Catholic religion, there's purgatory where you're stuck between heaven and hell until you... Um, either atone for all of your your sins or you don't and you go to hell. Well, I have always believed that the worst things can get is where we are right now. And look how great the earth is and how beautiful it is. So if there's a hell, this is it. The only place we can go from here is heaven. There's no other place and, and it's going to be a zillion times better than this. So if you've ever sat on a seashore and watched the sunset or woke up in the morning and listened to the birds sing, or you've seen the first snow and, and just marveled at its beauty, um, or woke up next to someone who is a human being created by God and marveled at that creation, or had a baby and marveled at that beautiful creation. Imagine a 100,000 times more than that in heaven. So we're in a kind of hell here. And, and the reason we are is because of this thing called free will. And free will, for some reason, needs to challenge goodness all the time. It's that difference between crossing over the line. You know, some people are just always good. They never lie, cheat, steal, nothing. And then some people do a little lie. Or, or they took something when they were 10 years old. They crossed over that line between totally pure and good and being maybe a little bad. And then I remember somebody coming back from a church, a little girl, who said she was so excited that now she could do anything she wanted because she could atone for it and be forgiven. So she didn't have to worry anymore. She could go out and lie, steal, and cheat, kill, whatever. And um, if she went back to confession, uh, I think it was confession, I think she was in a Catholic church, that all she had to do was say, I'm sorry, and, and she was fine. That's uh, not quite how it works. <laughs> you know, saying you're sorry and feeling you're sorry are two different things. When you feel sorry for the things that you've done, you feel it in a way that can't be explained. You know that you have to make massive changes forever. And, and that one of those changes is a promise, not only to yourself, but to your higher self and to your God. That says you cannot and will not ever do that again. Not, I'll do it again, and if I say I'm sorry, it's okay. So, um, we are children, you know. We're God's children. It never fails. Whenever I do these podcasts, the bell does not ring for days until I'm on here. Anyway, somebody else got it. <clears throat> so let's, let, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas and the symbolism of Christmas. Um, especially since there's so much fighting about Christmas. The ACLU is stopping the kids from saying Merry Christmas in Tennessee, and um, baby Jesuses are being pulled out of mangers, and 
nobody's allowed to say Merry Christmas in a lot of stores. They have to say Happy Holidays, which to me is just ridiculous since holiday means Holy Day. And it comes from holy days, that there were holy days. There were days that were holy, that were considered holy. And Christmas, obviously, is one of them to Christians. Um, and all these people who fight Christmas, they want they want Christmas vacations. It's just beyond me. Where they think the holiday comes from, or the holy day comes from, uh, is, is also beyond me. And then they fight it all the time, because they don't want to believe in God, or they're afraid to believe in God, or they feel unloved by God whatever the reason is, but um, we are a Judeo-Christian nation. 85 to 90 percent of the people in this country are Judeo-Christians. They're not Muslim, they're not Hindu, they're not Buddhist, they're not any atheists. You know, atheists are under are 0.3 percent or something of this country, and I will go toe-to-toe with any atheist and have a little talk with them about when they look in the mirror, what kind of creation they're seeing. They say it's all from science and it just is. Well, that's a good cop-out. <clears throat> but, sorry, science is also a creation and it comes from somewhere else. But let's talk about the symbols a little bit. A lot of people who do believe in Christmas, at least, um, will put things like angels on their trees. You know, the angel was the one who told the shepherds about Jesus being born. So, You'll see that angel on top of the Christmas tree, symbolizing um, the angel heralding that Jesus was being born. And angels, of course, have a special meaning to many people. We have them all around us. When we have energetic things happen around us, the people who are Christians will say, angels helped me do it, or the devil made me do it. Um... People who don't believe in angels think it's all coincidence. So there's no such thing. It's coincidence. It doesn't work that way. Church bells you're going to hear ringing all the time because they they rang then when Jesus Christ was born to announce his birth. Candles have always been important around Christmas time because they they represent the light that Jesus brought to earth. Um, just like when electricity was invented, um, lights rep- on the Christmas tree were also like stars and candles they were used as the first lights to represent it that god jesus brings light to the earth it opens up our eyes it lets us see the miracles around us and know that those are miracles that that every life is a miracle that you are a miracle the evergreen tree pretty obvious it was one of the trees that stays green all year which which told people who who were pagans that there would be um summer again. They usually use the evergreen tree decorated during the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, December 21st. And it was a sign that winter would end, but it also is the tree with the needles pointing towards heaven. That's the evergreen, the true evergreen, the needles point toward heaven. So it's a symbol that heaven is always there, that it never leaves us, even when it's snowing and it's miserable or the economy is awful or we have jerks in Congress or whatever we have, that heaven is always there. Um, St. Nicholas or Santa Claus. St. Nicholas was actually a priest who gave gifts to poor children. And that's where that came from. That's that whole legend came from, um, that St. Nicholas actually help poor families and and the christmas stockings that hang by the on the mantle uh there's a legend that saint nicholas threw gold coins down a chimney and some of them fell into a stocking that was hanging there to dry 
And so one of the ways to, to get gifts from St. Nicholas was to hang your stocking and hope that he would fill it. Um, and of course the gifts come from the idea that when Jesus was born, the wise men gave gifts. It, they gave. It's I give. We love that you're here. I'm giving to you. Um, let's see. What other? We, icicles and tinsel. Icicles or tinsel are used on trees. I know people hate it, but I love the way it reflects the light. And one of the, the legends behind icicles on trees was that when baby Jesus was born they had to, and they left Bethlehem, they had to take shelter one night under a pine tree. And when the tree realized it was caring for Jesus, the tears of happiness fell from its branches and they froze into icicles. So when we're caring about those who need us and we are caring, because whenever you care for one, you care for God, um, those tears of joy could fall from our own branches and turn into icicles. So we, we recognize that and remember it through that symbol. Uh, let's see, oh, what else do we do? We have lights, we have reindeer, we have St. Nicholas, uh, I don't know. We have the Star of Bethlehem, of course, people put stars on top of their trees. Um, that's the, that's the Star of Bethlehem. Um, they, we use gold, we sometimes use frankincense and myrrh, which are resins from sacred trees and shrubs. Uh, the Yule log, you know, that's an old thing. The Yule means wheel. It's a symbol representing the sun. So before Jesus was born, the pagans thought it stood for a certain number of days at the end of the year, and it was cut to burn long enough to last that long. But anyway, we have all of these different symbols that nobody wants around. They want us to get rid of them all. We shouldn't even have Christmas cookies um, or Christmas seals or Christmas stockings or Christmas cards or Christmas caroling. We're not supposed to do any of those things. Kids can't sing Christmas carols at school anymore. How absurd is this? Christmas means it's a mass for Christ. It's a holy day. You are celebrating the holy days when you take off from work from Saturday until Monday this uh, next weekend. Um, when you decide that even if you hate God or you don't believe in God that you need to buy your girlfriend a present for December 25th because you want to give because you love her or you want to buy your boyfriend or your husband so you love him you want to give everything that you have everything that's yours everything that's in you to that person because you love them you want to give well love didn't come from science Love came from a divinity much higher than we as humans can reach here. It's an energy that goes beyond anything that we are truly capable of as humans. Yeah, we have strong love and we have strength as humanity that is higher than others, you know, ants and bugs and things like that. But we aren't as high as God. We're a part of that ocean, but we're not the ocean. Um, we should strive for that all the time. We need to strive for that kind of divinity and look for that divinity in each other, especially in those we love, to help them, to encourage them, to be as divine as they can be. But we can't attain it as human beings. There's no way. So we give love. We give through um, 
cooking for someone or hugging them or being there all the time or nudging them or pushing them and helping them, supporting them, telling them that we love them. And at Christmas time, we try to use symbols, and those symbols are gifts. And it means I'm giving you love. So those of you who gave a gift to someone and say you don't believe in God, uh, guess what? You must. Because love doesn't come from science. You can't make it in a laboratory. You can't explain it in a thesis. You can't duplicate it when it's gone. You can't replace it when somebody steals it away. You can't um, clone it. You can't copy it. And sometimes you can't even destroy it. So it is eternal. It is originally unconditional. And it comes from a place much higher than science could ever come. And that's truly what Christmas is all about. It's about love. We forget that because we run around to the stores and we're so caught up in our busyness of being human beings on earth. Um, and that's where everybody says it gets commercialized and blah, blah, blah. Well, because we don't have time to sit home and make our own presents. You know, before there were shopping malls and... and uh, and androids and iPhones and all that stuff. Um, people were home. They they worked off the land. They made their living off the land. They bartered. And at Christmas time, they whittled things. They grew things. They baked things. They knitted things. They carved things. You know, they tanned leather things. And they gave them because they loved someone. They loved their kids. They loved their family. And they gave it to them out of love at Christmas time because they love God or and or they knew that God loved them and they wanted to to feel that love going both ways so yeah it's commercialized now because we're in a, a country that that everybody's so busy they can't even see their kids or their loved ones so hopefully at Christmas time they can sit around a Christmas tree that symbolizes that reaching for heaven Look at the star or the angel on top, see the lights, and feel the warmth and love of those that they call family and friends, and give them the gift of love, which is a gift. I hope people can do that this year. I hope that they feel that love in spite of the things that are coming at us in, in all directions as Americans. We have, um, we have evil in Washington. And good will always overcome evil. But it takes time. And um, we're running out of time. So what do you do? Just give up, panic, cry, hide, run away like some people have? Um, I guess the best thing to do is really grab hold of that love again. You love your country. You love your family. Love yourself enough to know that you're right. Um... And then know that these, whatever they are in Washington, who are trying to destroy everything this country was built on, they truly believe in their hearts, I think, that they are doing the right thing, because they've been told that. They were trained by Marxists and Leninists and Alinsky's and, and um, Mao's and, and Stalin's and all those people that the only way to govern anything or to do anything is to have this level playing field of everybody being poor and you deserve to be rich because you caused it to happen.
So you have to kind of feel sorry for them because they haven't got the slightest idea that they're wrong, even though they should. This country was not born to be a socialist country. That's not what we fought for. So where, where is the argument? Was this country born of a revolution for freedom? Yes, it was. Was it born of a revolution for socialism? No, it was not. Were there socialists in this country when the revolution happened? Who knows? Did they come here from Europe after the revolution? And were we influenced by Europeans after the revolution? Yes. Did the whole country decide to be socialist? No. Is it a larger percentage that decided to be a socialist or communist country? No. More than 80% of the American people know we're going in the wrong direction. Do they want imperialism and war? Most of them know. Some people are warmongers. There's no doubt about it. They think war causes more manufacturing and more employment and all that kind of stuff. But on the average, 80% of Americans are Judeo-Christians who believe in the United States of America as a, re a democratic republic who shouldn't get into wars, but if we have to finally go, should go. That's what 80% of this country believes. So you who are part of the 20%, that doesn't mean if we're 80% that you are the whole 20%. Because of that 20% who doesn't believe those things, there's a percentage of them, 3 to 5%, who are Muslim, who think we all should be killed anyway. So that gets rid of 5%. That leaves 15% of you. Of that 15%, there are 5% who could care less. So that leaves 10%. And of that 10%, right now you're going in all directions because you're not sure which part of socialism you want and how far left everybody should go. But that still leaves you at a very small percentage. And in a democratic republic, that means you don't win, you're not in charge, and you should not be doing what you're doing. And what I see Congress doing right now is, is a, a slap in the face to all American people. But they believe in their little hook, their little nooks and crannies and circles up in Washington and in San Francisco or New York or wherever they're coming from. This is what people want. Well, look at the other 80%. The other 80% are saying no. And we're going to continue to say no until we get rid of you and we're done with you. And we'll rebuild our country again. Why? Because of love. We will give to this country what we need to to keep it a democratic republic a free democratic republic because we love it whether it's Christmas or not so uh, I don't know if I'll be back in the next few days I've, I've been trying to sell these books off our website book one and two forget the cures find the cause because we give a dollar from each sale to the wounded warriors project um, so those of you who are overseas or know people overseas, um, you know, help us out here because we're, we are definitely working hard to try to get this done and have been. Um, that's the only donations really we get off the website towards this project is off those books. So please go to earthwalk-usa.com, spread the word, let people know that they can hear the podcast, that's one thing. They can read all the stuff about Obama or essential oils or books or whatever they need to. But one of the most important things is to get book one and two or, or one or two, whichever you need to have to do or can do, and uh, buy it for people for Christmas because that money goes to people who have lost their limbs, who are wounded warriors, who have fought for us, have fought for God 
have fought for our country because they love their country. So love them enough back and share what you need to share. Besides the fact, the books are good to help people stay healthy and uh, stay away from this health care program that we all didn't want in the first place. So please go to earthwalk-usa.com. I'll try to get back. Um, whenever things calm down, maybe before Christmas, I like to do the Christmas Eve podcast because uh, people all over the world listen to it. So I'm going to try to get back in time to do that by next Friday or Saturday. Okay? All right. Thanks very much for listening. This is Raina G.